Very good evening to you and a warm welcome to our special broadcast. Firstly, what did you, what came, what went through your mind when you heard the news? Oh, it's just, it's been tough, eh? It's been tough. Um, you have a young family, you have children that are, that just don't understand why dad is in hospital all the time. Um, so with my father, he came to see me, uh, it was after the first surgery, and I was in ICU. And I guess he just couldn't take it. I think three weeks later, he had a massive stroke. He's in a wheelchair today. So it really, it's been very tough on the family. It's been tough on, on my wife. It's been tough on my mother-in-law to leave her house and come and live with us. But, but they've been an amazing support structure. My brothers, my sisters, everyone has really rallied, rallied around us and, and made sure that, uh, that uh, you know, they give us all the support that we needed. But it was tough. The problem is that at the beginning, my liver was inoperable. There was just too much cancer, you couldn't operate it. So you needed chemo to shrink the cancer so that they can then operate at least. So they then have to cut it twice.
one thing that I think I've learned is just to be grateful. I'm grateful for every day that I have because you just never know what's going to happen tomorrow. You've got to reach out to the family. You've got to reach out to the kids. You've got to reach out to the broader community. <laughs> it's been a difficult decision to make, whether or not to come through to do the show. Um, yeah. We'll gather the strength. But yeah. No more. Let's talk. My name is Kolani Gwala. It's five and a half minutes after 12. A very good afternoon to you. You're listening to the Kolani Gwala show. How much do we know about the prevalence of cancer? All kinds of cancers in South Africa. It was fever. Uh, so I you know, went back and forth to the doctors trying to check what was going on. And the doctors kept saying, ah, it's just a viral infection. You know, the virus is around. Until my wife uh, said, listen, I'm going to take you to hospital now. Uh, we went to Morningside, it was a Sunday. And when we got there, they put us in isolation. They were like, temperature is about 40, what's wrong with you? And the following day, then they started doing tests. The whole day, in the evening on Monday, doctor came to my ward and said, listen, um, I don't even know where to start. And the reason why I don't know where to start is because you are so young, I was 42 then. Um, but unfortunately, I've got to tell you that you've got cancer. And it's not just cancer, it has spread to other parts of your body as well, so it's advanced. And there, I don't know the rest, because, you know, after somebody has said that, you, you can see that they're talking, but you can't hear what they're saying, because your mind is just gone, boom. Yeah. There was more cancer in my liver than there was liver. So you were treating two things, essentially. So we started with the colon, then there was an operation for the colon. And then the liver, they operated it in two stages. So I had three operations in my tummy. Um, so you can explain though why the liver had to be resected twice, mm. the two operations in the liver. But then I took about six cycles of chemo, which is 12 sessions. And chemo is brutal. Yeah. Chemo is really, really brutal. It's 10 minutes now after 8. Welcome to the forum at ATR on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, we mentioned uh, when we were talking to Martin Kramer that next week is an important, um, next week Wednesday is actually an important day because what happened was uh, Deputy President Kalema Mutlanta met business uh, and labor. They agreed to ratify a draft document that ensures sustainable mining in South Africa. The 10-page agreement uh, uh, stipulates that um, they, the part Partners recognize the importance of mining in this country for the economy, job creation, and social and economic development. Well, it's a show in remembrance of the great late Kolani Kwala. As difficult as those words are to say, but that is a reality that we faced with. And as it dawns on all of us today, and we've been seeing the outpouring of love and Millions and millions of people certainly just spreading the word of love and condolences right across the entire nation. That when somebody excels and is brilliant at what they do, they cannot be missed because of the kind of passion that they put into the work that they do. 
it's difficult to even fathom trying to make speeches because that really doesn't matter now, does it? You're faced with the reality. Exactly what a month, a month or two ago, he reminded me that it had been two years since his diagnosis. And imagine, two years since a stage four cancer diagnosis. But he was there, strong, fighting every single step. Relentless up until the end. Never, ever wanting to give up because he wanted to live. There's nobody in South Africa that wanted to live more than this gentleman by the name of Kolanikwan. He felt he, life was to be enjoyed. Life was to be challenged. If it's challenging you, challenge that life back. And when at half past one this morning, you get a phone call from his brother, Du, who says, no, he's no more. Uh, there's, a, there's a deadly silence. There's a sense of disbelief, although 24 hours before then you had seen him, but you had also seen the struggle. You had seen that it's, it's getting difficult and that it might, you know, the fight might be over pretty soon. Although we had seen that happen plenty of times before. But being the fighter that he is, he was never going to give up. And at half past one, you gather whatever. You get in the car and you drive. You go. You go and be with the family who were by his bedside, who were saying their last goodbyes, who were making sure that the pain that he has suffered he is now rested, and he physically looked rested. 24 hours before, he was in deep, deep pain. I won't lie to you. But it had been that way for a long time. And that is where you feel how the scourge had ravaged through his body. Relentlessly. shared a song about two days ago, one of his favorite songs, when the entire couple of days there'd been no reaction from him. But just being able to play that brought about a first reaction, an opening of his eyes, him looking around, him raising a hand. But you could tell that it was, it was difficult. It, it was painful. It was an effort. How long would that effort be? Because we were all staring at a fighter. He had shown cancer that he is not one to give up. And he's not one to give up anytime soon. He loved music. And that is why we started the way that we did with Sepotsula. He loved music. He loved to sing. He had a voice that we all wished and hoped and prayed we would all have made, designed for broadcasting. But he didn't just parade himself as the man with the voice. There was a lot of substance to what he did. Moving to 702 was a big deal for him. But he worked hard. 
preparation was uppermost because he felt the respect of the people who were listening to him, who were hoping to learn, who were hoping that their perspective about things would change after listening to him. There's so much to share. There's a whole lifetime. I think there was a stage where we were kind of the, what, the terrible twins. But man, the humanity, the inclusiveness, the ability to treat people as equals would, would forever be difficult to match. He loved the sport. You could never tell him anything. He loved his arsenal. He loved his Kaiser Chiefs. Oh, South Africa, you, you, you've lost. We've lost. The family's lost. They don't make them like... Like Kuala. No, they don't. And we can't even begin to lie about that. It was fever. You know, went back and forth to the doctors trying to check what was going on. And the doctors kept saying, ah, it's just a viral infection, you know, the virus is around. Until my wife said, listen, I'm going to take you to hospital now. Uh, we went to Morningside, it was a Sunday. And when we got there, they were like, temperature is about 40, what's wrong with you? And the following day, then they started doing tests. The whole day, in the evening on Monday, the doctor came to my ward and said, listen, um, I don't even know where to start. And the reason why I don't know where to start is because you are so young. I was 42 then. Um, but unfortunately, I've got to tell you that you've got cancer. And it's not just cancer. It has spread to other parts of your body as well. So it's advanced. And there, I don't know the rest. Because, you know, after somebody has said that, you, you can see that they're talking, but you can't hear what they're saying because your mind is just gone. Boom. Good evening, Bob Marawa. I just want to send the condolences to Guala family. A personal friend of yours, Robert Marawa, a good friend of this show, he was always listening to you. I just want to say to you, Marawa personal, that stay strong. Uh, I wish you all the best. I wish the family that you were very close to them. And I wish everything of the best, Marawa. And stay strong, my big brother, from Max in Pretoria. Oh, Mazat, when the mighty falls, rest in peace, rest in power. Uh, you know, it's, he had a good innings. Uh, he had one you'll never forget. Hell of innings. Heavens. I just wish the spring box win. Win it for him tomorrow. Thank you. Good evening, Robert. Uh, I would love to start by sending my condolences to the Guala family. It is really sad that we have lost him. But uh, it is the will of, of God. It is done. I 
believe his family will find some comfort during this difficult time. It's a sad time for South Africa. Hi Rob, let me start by extending my condolences first and foremost to you because I know that you and Kolani shared a very special bond, a bond beyond friendship. It was a brotherhood and I know how the two of you absolutely adored one another and were there for each other and your bromance is something that I've always admired and I know that this is a very very difficult time for you so please accept my heartfelt condolences and my condolences also to the Guala family and of course to South Africa because I think South Africans at large had taken ownership of Tolani. He was one of us, he belonged to all of us. And we were all blessed to know such a wonderful human being. It, I think it was Steve Jobs who said, nobody wants to die. Not even those who want to go to heaven want to die. And yet they say there are only two certainties in life death and change. And this is where we find ourselves today, talking about the death of one of us, of one who is very dear to all of us. And I just pray that we can all find our way through and pray for Kolani, prayed for him in life, and I will continue to pray for him in death. Thank you, Rob. Thank you so much, Sakina Kamwendo, my always. Really appreciate you. Um, yeah, I know you've been trying to get hold of me, but we'll try chat after this show. Also from the African National Congress. We thank this patriot for his dedication and passion in telling the South African story with honesty and impartiality. He was a fearless broadcaster who had no holy cows and a leader worth of emulation by his peers. Up to his last days, Tolani remained a passionate educator and mentor. Furthermore, he contributed immensely to the campaign to raise awareness about cancer. This family can take solace in the fact that Tualani leaves behind a proud legacy in the field of broadcast journalism. I spoke of a very special song that um, brought a reaction as I, I, I expected to, but not on that particular day because no one expected any reaction. It's a song who, when you look at the lyrics, talk about, took me a while but I'm finally here. So I just want to testify, make it crystal clear. See, I've been picked on, to be picked on, talked about, out of my friend's mouth. I've been beat down till he turned my life around. Well, if you can celebrate wherever you are, just know that the late great XG loved the song. Please play it loud and dedicate it to him. But I'm finally here. So I just want to testify. Make it crystal clear. See, I've been picked out to be picked on. Talked about out my print mouth. I've been beat down till he turned my life around. Seems like I always fall short of being worthy. I ain't good enough. Still love me. I ain't no superstar. The spotlight ain't shining on me. 
young journalist, Kalani proved his mettle. He just showed how talented and willing he was to learn. He grew so quickly and so fast because of his enthusiasm and his warm personality. Very early on, he was able to not only present and produce news bulletins on Radio Zulu, our Cozy FM, but also he, he was the first Zulu speaker to present news on Radio Lotus. He's going to be so sorely missed because he became a real legend. In such a short career, he did so much and impacted on so many people's lives in such a positive way. I think his legacy was that he never belittled people. Even though he was firm as an interviewer, he would bring out the, the core issues in a very professional, consummate, respectful way, but in such a way that he took his audiences with him. Part of his legend was his warm personality, but coupled with his strength as a really good journalist and an excellent interviewer and presenter. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much indeed. More and more tributes, as we say, coming through. SABC Radio News and KwaZulu-Natal. That's uh, Judy Sanderson uh, sending us through with that tribute. Much, much appreciated, Judy. I know that it sounds like a cliche, but every single moment on radio is magic. Magic because... It doesn't matter who you talk to. You could be talking to the king, you could be talking to the president, you could be talking to an ordinary South African. Um, But 
there is just that absolute inspiration that comes out of every moment on radio. Marawa Sport Worldwide. Oh, at that time, they've all been waiting for. Where sporting heroes are born and legends immortalized. On Radio 2000 that I Metro think I have learned is just to be grateful. I'm grateful for every day that I have because you just never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Grateful for family, grateful for friends. Don't worry about what happens next, just be grateful for the now. And I think that's just the most amazing lesson. Just be grateful that you are here in South Africa. Be grateful that you have medical aid. You are able to come here and do the things. Be grateful that you have the doctors that you have. You have the family that you have. The lesson is that be grateful.